Hello and welcome to the SpiceCast, a podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Ashley Adams. I am Ruben's uncle. I am his father's brother, and I have been cooking since I've been about 16 uh, and love, love using spices. It's happy to well, be we're Very happy to have you. Uh, our other guest, would you introduce yourself, please? Uh, yes, my name is Clint, and uh, Ruben is my cousin through marriage from my wife, Rebecca, and also uh, Ashley is my uh, father-in-law. And I kind of just started recently cooking for the past, I want to say about five, six years or so. Um, I've cooked a little bit in the past, but um, just these past three years of starting to get to know and get to the feel of what kind of spices I like and, and, and what kind of seasonings are best for certain products. So I'm excited to be here and talk about um, some spices and, and, and how to make our food better. Great. Well, we're so happy to have you. And, and it's a family episode this month. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you know what our family loves more than anything else is allspice. Oh, and that's allspice. that's what we're going to be talking about. Terrific. Today. Yeah. yeah. Terrific. Couldn't ask for anything more. No, right? <laughs> allspice. What more can you say? Yeah. So I, I just want to start out by asking each of you what some of your favorite uses for allspice in cooking are. Um, so Clint, let's start with you. What are your favorite uses for allspice? Um, one of my favorite recipes to use allspice in would be, um, I've only done it a few times, but I think it really brings out the flavor of the dish and that would be uh, jerk chicken. Um, that's one of my favorite dishes to make uh, more recently. And I've, I've only done it a few times, like I said, but um, I feel like that allspice ingredient is very, um, necessary um, or very important for that dish because it definitely brings that kind of um, like kind of milds down the the spiciness of those habanero peppers or whatever spice that you might use for the for the heat um, it does a really good job of kind of milding that down but also giving it this different uh, flavor profile that just makes it known to be jerk chicken um, that's one of my favorites to use it for for sure yeah that is a really classic one yeah. I've never used it for jerk chicken, uh, primarily because I've, I've never cooked jerk chicken. I've eaten it. In fact, I may have eaten some of yours, Clint. But yeah. I've used it mainly as a sweet-type spice. Um, you know, when I first started making tomato sauces for pasta, which as a college kid living on my own, I would... You know, somebody taught me, oh, you add a little bit of sugar, a little bit of sugar, and it really brings out the tomato. But I found that it, I couldn't put in the right amount, but that putting in a little bit of allspice gave the tomato sauce uh, zinc, even when you use the traditional uh, Italian spices of oregano, basil, adding a little bit of allspice, not too much, was good. But uh, I and I'm not a recipe follower, so I don't know if any of this stuff is written down by anybody, but I cook dish with cauliflower, uh, with cardamom, allspice, and raisins, and saute it till it gets soft. And it's one of the few things my wife says she loves that I cook, so I cook that. 
Great. Those are cool. All right. So if either of you have any recipes that you'd like to share, please uh, send them to me and I will post them in the show notes. Um, but otherwise, let's move on to what is allspice? Okay. okay. It's a dry, it's a dried berry, isn't it? That it is. Yeah. And it comes from the tree of, of the Latin name Pimenta dioica. Yes. The Pimenta dioica. What struck me as incredible about allspice is that at least for a long time, if not today, for it to germinate, it has to pass through the ass of a bird. That's right. Uh, do they still, is that what they do to this day or do they find some other way? Or do they actually say, go eat these seeds, birds, and what do they do? I believe there's a chemical way of, of doing it now. Um, but I think that's still the, the traditional method. And I think that's still a method that's used, having the birds eat the seeds and then um, through, through that, yeah, defecate them. And, and through that process, the, the seed undergoes some kind of chemical change that allows it to, allows it to germinate. And we'll get into that a little bit later with the, the history. Um, I did want to mention that allspice is also called pimento or pimenta. Uh, especially in Jamaica. And so you may, if you if you travel in the Caribbean, you may hear it called pimento or pimenta, uh, and that's based on the, the Latin name of the plant. Well, that, that raises a question, Ruben. So when mm -hmm. I get a, a, something I've never liked, but you have olives stuffed with pimento, is that the same thing? Or is it Absolutely not related. Pepper, right? Yeah, those are, those are peppers. And so... Um, if you hear pimento in the United States, they're probably not talking about allspice, although they may be. Um, but if you hear pimento in, in Jamaica, chances are they're going to be talking about allspice because it's one of the one of the national plants and one of the national spices of Jamaica. Where else does it grow? Can, do we grow any in the United States, like in Hawaii or southern Florida or anything? We do in Hawaii. Um, and we also, it, it is also grown in parts of Central America, uh, and also in Tonga, I read, uh, and then a, a couple of other Caribbean islands. Grenada has it. I saw a, uh, I saw an allspice plantation. It's dwarfed by the amount of nutmeg, but that is a spice grown on Spice Island, which is Grenada. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. So the berries of this pimenta dioica um, are picked when they're green, uh, which I thought was interesting. I expected them to be ripened, but they are not. They are uh, unripe berries. And then they are dried. And the traditional drying method is to just leave them in the sun for days on end. Uh, now they have mechanical drying methods as, uh, as well. Um, but after they're dried, uh, the berries are brownish red. And look similar to peppercorns, although they're not quite as wrinkly as peppercorns. Okay. Mm, fascinating. Do you prefer your allspice as the uh, dried berries, or do you prefer your allspice ground uh, when you use it? For me, I, I think um, just flavor-wise, I prefer berries. Similar to nutmeg, I think you get a, a fresher, cleaner flavor. Yeah. Um, if you use the berries, 
Um, but I can definitely understand if you don't have a spice grinder or a, a, a grater that could work with something that fine. Yeah. Um, it, it's certainly not a bad idea to just buy pre-ground allspice. Yeah. How about and you? I, uh, I always get the ground, pre-ground allspice for like my everyday uses, but um, usually around Thanksgiving, um, depending on what kind of brine I'm going to do, that year, it all depends on how I'm gonna cook the turkey that year. I always come up with it a couple weeks before. But um, in the past, I have brined the turkey with um, full uh, allspice um, uh, berries, or like the dried berries, uh, part of the brine to let it sit overnight. And uh, it does a really good job of bringing that flavor to the uh, brine. Um, so I think it all depends on what I'm using it for, but um, I'd probably uh, say that that's that's the better one to use for sure. Um, but mostly use the, the dried uh, ground spice uh, for my everyday uses. Clint, you use, you use all, whole allspice when you brine your turkey? Yeah. You, uh, how did you discover that? Were you just like thinking, well, what am I going to do for turkey this year? I think I'll put some allspice in it. Or did you read it in a recipe? Well, Rebecca used to, um, Rebecca came up with a lot of these at the beginning when we, cause we would have like Thanksgiving was like a big ordeal. And then we kind of stopped, um, doing like Thanksgiving dinners at the house and we would just travel for Thanksgiving for the most part. But every year when she would do her, um, her kind of like, like Thanksgiving. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. So we would do it like that. And she came up with a method of grinding. Well, I mean, it's not, it's, she would do the grinding piece, um, um, later in the years as we continued on with that tradition and um, we would put in a bucket like a five gallon bucket overnight in the fridge and she came up with uh, the different methods that she would use for it and uh, one of the years she came up with the, like we would do peppercorns and also allspice wow good things and you would cook it ahead of time and then you would just toss it because it wouldn't quite cook all the way through but that was fine you cook it for a certain amount of time then you throw it in the bucket um so it was just a cool way of doing that. And um, it really brought out those flavors. And so like just trying different methods of cooking also uh, allow you to see these different spices, but uh, the allspice berries uh, do help with the brining. So it was nice. Wow. I, yeah. I can also imagine that star anise would probably be pretty good in a brine like that. Yeah, definitely be a similar taste. Uh, um, yeah, never really used it except for um, uh, when I worked at a, when I used to work at a bar, uh, it was a, it was a Thai bar. Uh, well, it was, it was Thai food. Um, uh, but some of the drinks were based off of some of those spices they would use for the Thai food. The star of anise was one of those. And that was the only time I've ever really seen it was like with the, um, I think it was the tea. I forget what that tea is called. It's like the, uh, Thai tea. It's like very like kind of the orange one. Yeah. The orange kind of milky tea. And I think they use yeah. anise in there for that flavor. Uh, that's cool. So yeah. Wow. Well, so 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 let's move into um, some of the common uses for allspice, uh, and we'll start with what Clint was talking about earlier with Caribbean cuisine. Um, it is one of the key ingredients in jerk seasoning, um, and if you have jerk without pimento, you are not doing it right, according to the Jamaicans that I've spoken with. Uh, so just ma make sure your allspice is in your in your jerk seasoning. Absolutely, I will. If and when I make my jerk seasoning, allspice is going in. 
And it's also used in a number of other dishes. Like I said, it's a, it's a very popular and important ingredient in Jamaica. Um, they even use it to flavor a liqueur called pimento dram, which I, I didn't know about, but I would love to taste that. Have you been to Jamaica? No, I haven't. Uh, Have you? No, I've never been to Jamaica. I've been to Grenada, been to the Bahamas, but that's about the limp and Cuba. I don't know if uh, allspice is big in Cuban cuisine. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but I do know that allspice. I've used allspice in desserts, uh, mm -hmm. puddings. Uh, I even, you know, and my cooking is so rudimentary. Uh, I will use it as a stir-in for uh, juiced-up applesauce. So I'll buy the applesauce oh, nice. unsweetened, and then put in. You know, allspice, cinnamon, nutmeg, shit like that. Nice. Yeah. So it's also common in Mexican cuisine where it's considered one of the three most important spices along with cumin and cinnamon. Okay. Really? That would make yes. sense a little bit. Um, Do you have any experience with that, Clint? Well, I think it, it, it would go with, I mean, Mexican cuisine is so so many different ways you could take Mexican cuisine and it all depends on the region you're in as well. Um, mm -hmm. Mexican cuisine, uh, I can just, I can just see it now. Like, like there's probably a lot of desserts where like you might see that in for Mexican cuisine, but also maybe in like some of the sauces that they use as well. Maybe even like a, um, uh, like a mole sauce, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly like where else they might use it. Um, but it might also cut down kind of like in some of the jerk cuisine, uh, cut down on some of the, maybe the spicy peppers that they use in order for you to, you know, be able to bear the, the, the spiciness of the dish. Uh, yep. yeah. And as we've, uh, alluded to a couple of times in the U S allspice is mostly used for desserts. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did want to mention one other use for allspice in U S cuisine, um, and that is to flavor Cincinnati chili, yes. uh, which is, which is sort of just a, a, a meat tomato sauce. Um, like you were talking about earlier, Ashley, it's just a, it's just a tomato sauce. Um, but it has a lot of, uh, spices that you, that are typically considered Middle Eastern, uh, in origin. And it, it was invented by a, an immigrant to the United States from, uh, from the Middle East. And we, we discussed Cincinnati chili uh, at more length on episode 14 of the Spice Cast, which focused on chili in all its forms. Now, when you say Cincinnati chili, you mean the commercial skyline and other big chain chili places? Or is there some dish that is known as Cincinnati chili to distinguish it from Texas chili or uh, Newark chili or whatever. Um, I do mean what is sold at the the Skyline chains, um, but it was um, it was invented um, by a I believe a Lebanese immigrant, or I, I could be getting that wrong, but uh, it was invented by a an immigrant in Cincinnati, and they have this whole method of um, serving it. That's like, you know, two-way, three-way, yes. four-way, five-way. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Horribly high in sodium. All those places that I went to in Cincinnati on many occasions, the <laughs> chili is insanely, spi uh, not spicy heat, but salty. 
incredibly salty. In fact, I didn't even know there was any allspice in it. You wouldn't know. You just know there's salt. <laughs> yeah, there, there are quite a lot of spices in Cincinnati chili. It's like allspice, cumin, clove, uh, nutmeg. There, there, there are quite a, quite a lot of them. Huh, I didn't know that. Do they use yeah. allspice in Belgian ale? I know they use a number of spices. Do they use allspice? I don't know about allspice specifically in Belgian ale. I'm, I'm sure somebody's done it. Uh, I think the most common is coriander. And we were talking about that on the coriander episode for, for oh. Belgian wheat ales. Um, and I, I, I think the main purpose of it is to limit the bacteria growth because cor- coriander has antibacterial properties. Oh. And so I think you could use allspice similarly, as we'll get to a little bit later um, in the medicinal uses. It does have some... Uh, antibacterial properties as well. So it could be a similar type of thing. Uh, But I I did also want to mention Middle Eastern cuisine, which uses allspice heavily, including to flavor stews, meats, and also tomato sauces in in a similar style to the Cincinnati chili, um, but perhaps with less salt. Uh, Let's hope so. (laughs) <laughs> Let's hope so. And then in, in Northern European cuisine, uh, allspice is used in sausages as well as curry powders. And uh, I think this this kind of matches up with what you were saying, Clint, in the pickling process. So uh, I think allspice is great in brines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's used in it, it's used in pickles. Uh, but I think using it in any kind of like meat or vegetable brine would probably be great. Yeah. Clint, when you've gotten the whole uh, allspice, have you ever chewed it like people will choose star anise um, in Indian restaurants after dinner to try to cleanse the palate? I wonder if you could uh. actually chew uh, as a kind of uh, intermezzo uh, allspice kernels. I never did, but I'm sure people do it in uh, or other places as well. Like I mean, I mean, maybe similar to peppercorns. Yeah, yeah I never did that before. I'm, I'm gonna have to do it now, right? You can't do <laughs> yeah. it with nutmeg. I mean, I've had many whole nutmegs. You can't, it's just absolutely horrible, impa- unpalatable substance. You have And to- also very hard, isn't it? Yeah, well, you can, no, it's like a soft wood. So you you can <laughs> just like you could kind of chew on a, a very hard nut raw, you can chew on the nutmeg seed because you can grind it very easily. You can uh, take a uh, like you would for cheese, and you can kind of grind it down. But right, it's just not at all edible. But I'm wondering if the allspice kernel is. But we don't know. We'll have to try it. I'll let you know. We'll have to try it. Yep. Uh, If any of our listeners uh, chew allspice regularly uh, or have (laughs) have tried it in the past, please feel free to tell us all about it. Write to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. And we'd love to hear your anecdotes. We'd love to know your story. And we will talk about it on the show next time. Yes. If somebody knows of somebody who's passed away, overindulging on all spice kernels we would like to know that as well <laughs> that's true wouldn't you yeah. like to know if somebody i, I would like, like to, know. to hear that yeah yeah 
the final culinary use that I wanted to mention is uh, from the UK, which is allspice cake. Uh, so this is another dessert, a sweet thing. Um, and then uh, actually two more. One, so the last one is uh, in Portugal, allspice is often used in traditional stews. Okay. And traditional Portuguese stews often contain vinegar. So that's another case where it's like sour and spicy. And I think that would go pretty nicely. Yeah. I use vinegar in most of my sauces, including uh, tomato ones. I find it brings out the flavor of whatever's in there. It works like a catalyst of flavor. Just the extra acid? I, I don't know why, but maybe it's the extra acid, but something about it permeates the spices and brings them out more powerfully. Cool. All right, so let's talk about the history of allspice. Oh, yes. Yeah. What I've learned, having done a little bit of research, is that it was considered very proprietary on the island of Jamaica. They did not want it to be exported elsewhere. They had their crop, and in the early colonial times, they had cornered the market, so to speak, although not really, because we've now learned it's been in other places. But it took a while to get allspice off the island uh, to other places. And I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's that's right. So even though the allspice tree is native to various parts of the Caribbean and Central America, the primary place that it was cultivated was in Jamaica, like you said. Um, interesting ancient history. The Maya people in Mexico and uh, in some other parts of Central America uh, used allspice in the embalming process because of its uh, quality that helped preserve or mummify the body. Um, like you said, uh, Jamaican growers didn't allow the export of the plants. And as we were talking about earlier, uh, the sneaky Europeans who uh, tried to steal allspice berries and then plant them in other locations were foiled by the fact that the seeds needed to pass through the digestive tract of a bird in order to germinate properly. And once they did figure that out, it took, I think it took over a hundred years. And a lot of um, birds. <laughs> before they figured out that that's what needed to happen. But eventually, uh, Europeans did steal allspice berries from Jamaica uh, and replant them in other places and start growing their their own supplies of allspice. How far north do allspice plants grow? Do you have any in Europe? There are none in uh, like natural growing conditions in Europe that I that I know of. Um, the only places that it's that it's grown commercially that I have uh, read about are the ones that we mentioned earlier, uh, Jamaica, other places in the Caribbean, a few places in mainland Central America, Hawaii, and Tonga, the Pacific Islands. Oh, you'd think that some of those huge tropical nations like the Philippines or Indonesia um, would cultivate it. I wonder what the profit margins are. I wonder how the prices have been over the years, if it's 
something where actually if you have a good allspice plantation going, it's uh, killer. Or if it's not, the margins aren't very good, the market's gone down. Do you know anything about the allspice market? The only thing that I know is that Jamaican allspice is valued extremely highly compared to allspice grown in other locations. And so I think that could be part of it, um, establishing uh, Indonesian allspice or Filipino allspice as, um, you know, as high quality as Jamaican allspice would probably take quite a bit of work. And so I, I'm not sure if anybody has tried to do that or if anybody uh, will do that in the near future, but I haven't heard of it yet. Have you, have you ever tried the differences between the different allspices, Ruben? So if we were doing this in person, I would have gotten a few different allspices and yeah. we would be tasting them at the end of this show. Unfortunately, that's not possible. So maybe when we can all see each other in person again, we can do uh, a little, little addendum to this episode where we do an allspice tasting. That would be pretty fun. So one last piece of trivia about the history. Do either of you know where the name allspice originated? It was an English coinage, wasn't it? It was. So the English people who were um, who had had allspice imported to England by uh, colonizers and settlers uh, in the 17th century thought that it tasted like a combination of cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and ginger. And so they were like, this is just all the spices. Let's call it allspice, which is pretty disappointing, I think. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, di I'm disappointed by that explanation. I like pimento better, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I thought it came from the process of breaking up the little berries with an all. And the original spelling was A-W-L spice because they take a little all and pound it into the berries to make it into a powder. But I guess um, for for those of you who don't understand my uncle's sarcasm, that's it. <laughs> Not very good, but that's the best <laughs> I could come up with. So do either of you have anything to add about allspice history? Well, no, I, I have a couple of questions that I thought I'd throw out there, but nothing about the history. Sure. Okay. Well, do you want to do the questions now? Sure. Um, when I was in Grenada uh, a couple times, I really enjoyed a local product that I've seen once or twice outside of that island called nutmeg ice cream. And it occurred to me recently, and thinking about this show, that allspice ice cream would be fantastic. But it I wondered would. if anybody had ever produced it, because I've never seen it or heard of it. Do you know? I, I mean, you could market it as allspice cream, so that would be pretty great. Oh, that'd be great. What if that's even real? That's that's such a good name for it, too. You're all so damn clever. What? So what do you think? Do you think there is such a thing? <laughs> I probably... Um, it, it, from a, from a quick Google search, it looks like most of them are sort of not marketed products. They're just recipes that people have come up with sort of home, home style stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense. Right. It's, I mean, like ice cream could be made, you can make any kind of ice cream you want. I mean, when I worked at, uh, Oyama, when I went to the restaurant, um, one of the chefs that was there came up with a corn ice cream. And it was fantastic. Sounds great. I was like, wow, like, how did you even, like, come up with this idea? I mean, 
they used corn and masa and stuff like that in the restaurant all the time for the Mexican cuisine, but I didn't even thought of having a corn ice cream, but it was phenomenal. And so I was like, wow, like it's crazy the things you can come up with, um, just trying things out and, you know, using the right spices, the right amount of whatever. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, your, your next project is a jerk seasoning ice cream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that works out. Maybe that would be nice. It looks like, just having checked it on Google, that there are two creameries in the Boston area that make allspice ice cream. Really? Oh. Yeah, I'll have to try it out. So let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. from our sponsor. This episode of the Spicecast is sponsored by Valenswine. Has your significant other been looking to get into pig farming? Well, Valenswine has the perfect place to begin. Just in time for February 14th, Valenswine's Valentine's Day Swine Starter Pack includes two beautiful hogs, each with a heart-shaped patch of skin somewhere on its body, as well as all the fencing, food, and other tools you'll need to get your pen in fine shape in no time. Order by February 7th to get a complimentary heart-shaped bottle of Valenswine's finest Valen wine to deliver that Valentine's shine and put your sweetheart on cloud nine. <laughs> Ashley, have you ever tried Valenswine or any of their products? No, but gosh, I sure am eager to. What, what are you most excited to try first? Oh, Valenswine wine. Sounds divine. Mm. <laughs> And how about you, Clint? Have you ever tried them? Never tried it, but um, just just excited to have those two hogs in the backyard with the matching uh, heart tattoos. It's going to be so great. You know, I've seen your backyard. I think it would be a perfect place for two hogs. That's right. Yeah, Fenway would love to play with the two hogs. It'd be great. Yeah, the dogs and the hogs. Yeah. Um, thank you to Valenswine for being a proud sponsor of the Spice Cast. Thank you. And now back to the show. All right. So let's talk a little bit about medicinal uses for allspice. And I, I only have a few, and most of them are in traditional medicine. So feel free to jump in whenever if you have anything to add. Um, so in traditional Caribbean medicine, allspice berries, uh, whole allspice berries are used in tea to treat ailments as widely varied as colds, menstrual cramps, and upset stomach. Um, in various parts of Central America, uh, allspice is used to treat uh, other, other, uh, other things such as diabetes in Costa Rica. Uh, bruising and soreness in Guatemala, and again, upset stomach indigestion in Cuba. So I don't know about Cuban cuisine, but it is used in traditional medicine. Mm. Um, something that I thought was interesting is originating in Jamaica, I wouldn't expect allspice to have made its way into Ayurvedic Indian traditional medicine, but it has. Um, I guess it arrived in India sometime between the 15 and 1700s. 
And since then, they have incorporated it into their medicine to treat congestion and toothaches, um, as well as a couple of other conditions. Right. Anything, in terms, do you know if sorry. it works? I mean, it can be used and used to treat. Do we know, have there ever been any double-blind studies to see the efficacy of using allspice for any of these um, illnesses? In terms of modern scientific research, there, it, there are currently studies that are underway at the moment to test the validity, validity of allspice in treatments relating to specifically high blood pressure and cancer, but they have not yet been conclusive. Hmm. I, I don't know that they have tested it yet on indigestion, on indigestion, bruising or soreness, diabetes, menstrual cramps, colds, any of that. I don't think they've tested it yet, um, but I would be interested to see that research. Well, yeah. my goodness, what are they waiting for? It's been around since the 1500s. Well, longer than that, but uh, <laughs> I guess if you're a European, maybe since the 1500s. Yeah, I wonder if like they use it. I mean, like you said, also, didn't you talk about, did you talk about it being used as a, uh, using like tea and uh -huh. for like, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, as nausea, right? You said nausea as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Against upset stomach. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something definitely, um, it's got that kind of touch of a feeling for that. And I think also, um, in a lot of drinks and things like that as well. Um, like you talked about cardamom uh, being used in like beers and things like that. Um, I feel like cardamom was also used in, there's a lot of drinks that you might use cardamom in as well. Absolutely. Especially like whiskey and, and things like that. Um, and I wonder like how allspice is by incorporated into some traditional drinks that like we may not know about or uh, the other countries use them in as well for uh, whatever whatever the drinks may be, but I'm 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 trying to think of of ways that it's probably used like uh, uh, like behind the bar as well, or I got a restaurant for like specialty drinks or something like that. Um, well, I can only imagine that that allspice liqueur that they make in Jamaica has to be like a digestive aid, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, a lot of those spice liqueurs are either aperitifs or digestifs, I think, and so it would make sense to me that to avoid an upset stomach after a heavier big meal, you might have a, a shot of allspice liqueur. Yeah. Or p pimento dram, as they call it. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to a very brief segment on allspice in pop culture. It's gonna be very brief because I haven't seen a lot of allspice in pop culture. I think if you are an author, a songwriter, a filmmaker, Incorporate more allspice into your media. I, we deserve it. The world would be a richer place if we had more references to allspice. Exactly. However, I did find a few. And so if you're looking to read about allspice or read uh, uh, or consume media that references allspice, here are a few places you could go. There is a coming-of-age novel by a Canadian author of Lebanese descent called The Allspice Bath. It came out in 2019 to high praise, good reviews. Uh, I have not read it, but highly recommended by the people on the internet that I turn to for all of my uh, media recommendations. 
Um, there is also a uh, 2011 teen romance novel that's called Arizona Allspice and a 2018 romance novel called Nicotine and Allspice. Arizona's all, Arizona Allspice sounds a lot better to me than Nicotine and Allspice. Yeah, but, but yeah. Nicotine and Allspice is a really, really smoking hot uh, romance. <laughs> I, I believe you. I wonder if, I, I don't even knew or not if Arizona um, has Allspice, but I guess I mean, it's so close to Mexico that it's, it's possible, I guess you would say. Um, one other book that I wanted to mention, this is this is an old one. Maybe either of you have read it before. It's a 1925 children's book. And the full title is Allspice, The Adventures of Daddy Fox, Ginger Bear, The Miller, and The Miller's Wife. Never heard of it. Apparently... It was somewhat popular in the 30s and 40s, but it's become almost completely anonymous or completely uh, un unknown since then. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's an odd. illustrated book. It's a it's an illustrated book. But it's not exactly a a picture book as I would think of it. Uh, there's there's a lot more text than I would think of in a traditional picture book. It's just funny, like it's called the Adventures, or it's called the book called Allspice, but it's the Adventures of you say Daddy Fox, and then Ginger Bear makes sense, right? But then I don't know about Miller and the Miller's wife. This is Bertha, yeah, yeah. Bertha, and yeah. Ernest Cobb. At their best, uh huh, right? Yeah. Are you familiar with Bertha and Ernest? Yeah, Cobb? they they also did the Nutmeg Diary, <laughs> um, and they were famous for Cinnamons I Have Known, which was a, just a kind of a rambling, uh, rural pastoral novel about uh, cinnamon-colored domestic animals. Oh, so that by today's again, standards, it's very yeah. boring. But at the time, it was cutting edge. In fact, wow. you could not buy a copy in the city of limits of Boston. Wow. Again, Ashley Adams at his most sardonic. <laughs> yeah. Um, only only one song that I could find mentions Allspice. Uh, and I know there are quite a lot of others, but uh, only one uh, very famous popular song that I could find. Um, it's the song I'm a Pisces by the American rapper Andre Nicotina. So oh. back to that nicotine and allspice. I guess maybe he wrote that book, or uh, maybe he did. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe it's a pseudonym. I'm not sure. It wasn't under his name when it was written, but not sure about that. It's funny. Well, I'm still stuck on the book you mentioned, and I noticed that the authors of the allspice book wrote a for the time a bestseller called Arlo. They are actually very hmm. prolific authors of children's books. And uh, I wonder if their descendants are still around. Bertha and Ernest Cobb. Maybe. That's a, a project for you or one of our listeners. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Well, now I'm, I'm distracted by the, uh, the book, Allspice, <laughs> The Adventures of Daddy Fox, Ginger Bear, The Miller, and The Miller's Wife. Pictures by... 
L.J. Bridgem, Bridgman. Well, if you can get your hands on a copy, uh, it would be great to do a to do a reading because I think it's in the public domain at this point. We could do a reading on the show. There you go. Yeah, I would enjoy that. Anything else to add about pop culture? There's a band called Allspice. There is. Yeah, they have four songs. Get up off your lovin'. Slipped away, destiny, and I don't know. They're a one album wonder. What year was that album? Nineteen seventy-seven. Wow. Wow. It's not stood the test of time. Allspice the band. Yeah. Jeopardy. If Jeopardy ever comes around and asks about a band, <laughs> I'm right. Allspice. I know. I know that band. <laughs> I think the Spice Girls might be uh, a more famous Spice-related band. True. I but think just a little, yes. Just a little bit. And also perhaps Salt and Peppa. All right, well, this is fascinating. There's so much yeah. to say about Allspice. Well, do you have anything more to say? Because we're almost at the end of the episode. What? It feels like we just started. I know, so but it's fun. been an hour. So much on Allspice. I wonder, I do have a question for you, which maybe your, your many listeners can uh, look into. We are yeah. talking about a very, very small part of the allspice plant. I'm wondering if the plant itself has any other uses. Can you make a broth from the allspice stems? Are the leaves at all useful? Can you, any idea? I, I, can, I can tell you a couple of uses. I know the branches and leaves, as well as the wood, is used in the jerk cooking process. Oh. Because a big part of jerk cooking, the, there, there are two big parts of jerk cooking. One is the seasoning, and one is the actual cooking method, which involves smoking. And if you are being absolutely traditional about it, you smoke using either exclusively or primarily, I'm not sure, allspice wood oh. and so uh, that brings an additional flavor to the meat that you might not get otherwise that is that's one use yeah well i'm going to be doing some you know you just we've just scratched the surface on allspice there is an we encyclopedia have. to be written about the stuff we do not yet know so if you, if you're interested in that, uh, please do more research and please write into the SpiceCast. We'd love to have your knowledge, your expertise, and your questions uh, if you have any. Um, so with that, I just want to thank you both for being on this episode. It's been really fun. Thank you, Ashley, and thank you, Clint. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. You are a great host. Thank you. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Appreciate this. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate uh, everybody who's listened and who's stuck with us through this uh, hour-long episode about Allspice. Um, again, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. And if you uh, are so inclined, please leave us a review or a rating on your podcast app of choice. Uh, that really helps us get discovered and gets more people listening and involved in thinking about uh, spices and uh, learning. We're, we're all just here to learn about spices. And so uh, that really helps us out.
So again, thank you both for being on. Um, and I have been your host, Ruben, with episode 16 of the Spice Cast, All Spice. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.